0: friends and happy Monday. I hope you had a lovely weekend. Here in the UP, spring seems to be on its way. It's been warm and sunny and beautiful, which is so encouraging. I don't know about you, but when it's gloomy and dark outside, I find that really has an impact on my mood and my energy. So this sunshine has just been gorgeous. But let's talk about acts. We are just about to finish up this story with Peter and Cornelius. Remember, Peter had the vision where God sent down all the animals and he said, What God has made clean, do not call common. And Peter then knew that this applied to people. So Peter went and visited Cornelius, a Gentile, likely a Roman, and he went into his house, which was taboo. It was seen as against the status quo. It was viewed as unlawful. And yet Peter said, God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. And we just left off with Cornelius saying, now therefore, we all are here in the presence of God, Cornelius invited family members, maybe friends, to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord. And that is where we are today, so let's jump into Acts chapter 10, verse 34, and I am reading from the ESV. So Peter opened his mouth and said, truly I understand that God shows no partiality But in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. What a change. What a different viewpoint. Previously, it was viewed as unlawful just to associate with someone from a different nation. Like we talked about last week, there were laws encouraging Israel not to intermarry with other nations. And we saw that one of the motives seemed to be God's protection of his people. But they thought it was unlawful to associate with people from a different nation at all. And now Peter says he understands that God shows no partiality. Yes, the Jews are God's chosen people, but in every nation, anyone who fears him respects God and does what is right having faith in Jesus is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee, after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. So what does Peter do after saying, I see, I now get it. God shows no partiality. Maybe he's understanding what Jesus said before he ascended back up into heaven. When we look back, it said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you in Acts 1.8, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Maybe Peter is connecting the dots and he goes and he shares the things that he witnessed, Jesus' life, his death, his resurrection, and then to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets bear witness. Everything in the Old Testament is pointing to Jesus, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins, Through his name. Everyone, here is that no partiality. In every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right, who believes in him, receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised, so the Jews, who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. So they are having a similar experience to what the followers of Jesus, the disciples, experienced earlier on in Acts chapter 2. When the Holy Spirit came on them, remember the tongues of fire, the wind, and they were all speaking in different languages. And now the Holy Spirit presents himself visibly to these Gentiles. Then Peter declared, Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days." So what a switch. Going from entering their house, even though it is against the status quo, even though it was seen as unlawful to be associating with this Gentile and these Romans who were in his family, and now he has shared the gospel, shared the truth of forgiveness of sins for everyone, and the Holy Spirit visibly falls on these people. And that is all the sign that they need, that these Gentiles are now members of the family of God, that God's promise extends to them. The Holy Spirit, baptism, salvation extends to the Gentiles and they are welcomed in to God's family. So my friends, if you are like me, you may not have any Jewish heritage. So that means that this section of the Holy Spirit following on the Gentiles speaks to you and your heritage. How does that feel for you? How does it feel knowing that that same welcome was extended to you when God worked faith in your heart? And I will see you tomorrow morning. I just wanted to invite you to a very interesting free workshop that I'm hosting in April. You may not know, but I am a Christian yoga teacher and many people, myself included when I first started, wondered how yoga and a biblical Christian faith could work together. How does that happen? Isn't yoga demonic or Hindu or new age? I've gotten all of these questions and that's exactly what I want to tackle in my free five-day Exploring Christian Yoga Workshop. It will be hosted on Facebook. I'll be going live five days starting on April 8th. If you'd like to join me, please head over to hesedheart.com forward slash workshop and sign up.